Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, you are listening to the Dr. Pat Show, and my name is Steve Kramer. I'm filling in for Dr. Pat today. What a wonderful chair to be filling. I love being on Transformation Talk Radio. In fact, I am one of two hosts of Spirit Fire Radio, and we've had the most exciting year talking about consciousness and awareness and meditation Transformation, that word just comes up so much. I love that word. I love that this is Transformation Talk Radio. And we are in the process of transforming our governmental powers. In case you hadn't noticed, this is an election year. And wow, what a year it has been. Uh, They say that Americans are actually suffering from pre election stress syndrome. I have never heard of that before, but I, I I think that I am feeling it a little bit myself. I don't think I've ever been so sort of engaged uh, with an election that I can remember. So I thought it would be a wonderful chance to talk about the election from a spiritual perspective. You know, how do we deal with all this? How do we remain a cooperative component for change? It's been really, really intense out there. And, you know, we want to stay aligned. We want to stay centered. We want to be really uh, contributing to the greater good. So... I thought of a very special person that I would love to have join me, and that is Dr. Dorothy Riddle. She was on our uh, show several times on Spirifier Radio, and we had so many wonderful conversations about uh, being a cooperative component. And she's here with us. Dorothy, you're there in waiting. Yes, I am, Steve. I'm delighted to be here. Uh, Wonderful. And I'm looking forward to this conversation. I know. I think it's going to be a great service to listeners. I, I think even if you're not quite aware of it, if you just sort of feel into the election that, you know, it always helps to have a little bit of support and a little bit of advice to get through change and make sure that you've got momentum going in a direction that will serve everyone and serve the country, right? Right. And Steve, I'd like to just uh, lay out a context for us, if I may. Please and that do. is to to remember that we are, in fact, quantum physics has verified for us, we are all energetic beings, part of a massive cosmic energetic field. And what we know is that that energy, the energy is neutral. We supply the focus and the emotional color, and energy follows thought. So what we think and what we say is absolutely critical, not only what we do. Well, I love that you brought that up right away, Dorothy, because I want to let the listeners know that, as you said, energy is neutral, that we are going to keep this high. You know, we are going to keep this on the level. We're certainly not uh, throughout the show here to sort of plug a candidate or to support 
support a particular political platform. So I just wanted to say that as well, right off the bat, that we will not even be using names during this entire uh, conversation. That is names of candidates or talk about platforms or parties. We're really talking about this from a spiritual perspective. So as you say, from a perspective of energy. Mm-hmm. And we know that the what is in all of our best interests is to be focused on the best possible outcome for the whole, the, to, ha- to hold that intention of the best possible outcome for the whole, because the election will end, and we still need to be able to work together at, in community, uh, cooperating with each other. Right. And, and you know, the whole sort of speaks to spirituality in essence. When we say a spiritual perspective on the election, we kind of want to tell people, well, what do we mean by that? You know, what does that mean, a spiritual perspective? So, you know, in in my sort of humble opinion or my my, my view on that would be spirituality sort of takes a look at at all of existence from a higher perspective that we are all included in a greater whole, that we are all parts of something bigger than ourselves. And so a spiritual perspective is one that is inclusive and one that is expansive, that sort of has a focus on on evolution, that there's movement there, right? So there's movement and change, yeah. but but that what is happening to one of us is happening to all of us. Perhaps you have a way of framing that. Well, I was actually going to just remind you, Steve, that that you talk sometimes about intention, relation, and momentum, and I think that that's very relevant Mm. at this particular point in the conversation. Perhaps you could say a little bit about that. Sure. Well, there are, you know, there's this triadal nature to spirituality. There's a one, two, three. There's an easy as do, re, mi, I think of the Jackson five. And it's a bit like um, even the primary colors that we see. red and yellow and blue, there are these basic building blocks that sort of create change and create movement and allow consciousness to be conscious of itself. So I love those three words, intention, relation, and momentum. Um, In esoteric, uh, in sort of the esoteric world, we've um, we've got power, and we've got love and wisdom, and we've got active intelligence. Those three sort of relate. That's kind of going off on a tangent. But intention would be, what is my intention? What am I putting forth? So we've all got will. We know that. We've got willpower. So we we make a choice, and we've got an intention. And then the universe sort of starts to build and reflect around us this sort of creative components to to respond to that intention. It's sort of the law of attraction happening. And then together, that creates an outcome. So it's like cause and effect. The effect creates momentum. And then it is our job to kind of always pay attention to are we aligned with our greater good? Are we aligned with our higher self? Or are we aligned with the intention that we put forth? And does that serve us? Because if our intention is one that is going to cause sort of um, fear or separation or destruction, then we will see the results of that. And by observing uh, we sort of see this these sort of laws of energy in motion. So intention, putting something forward, relation, looking around, noticing what's happening as a result of that intention, and then momentum. What it, what kind of action? What are we generating? What kind of flow is happening that's going to create um, this unfolding? 
and what are the results of that? How is that? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's great. Uh, I agree. I'd like to add one more thing because I think uh, I don't want to leave people with the impression that while energy is neutral, that we're just uh, existing in a neutral environment and we can then choose to do whatever we want. The reality is that humanity has been here on Earth for a very long time, and uh, energy follows thought. So there have been people over the years that have thought uh, very in very hopeful and positive terms, and there have been people over the years that have thought in very negative and fear-mongering ways. And we have, at this point in time, quite a buildup of those negative thought forms. And so one of the things that people that are listening that are used to working with energy, one of the things that you can do that is absolutely critical right now is to be cleansing the air of negative thought forms. Because someone may not themselves begin uh, that fearfully, but then there's all of this energy around them that is fearful energy. So we need to keep cleansing that uh, and uh, making sure that we have a positive hopeful, inclusive, energetic environment that we can all work in. Yeah, we've certainly noticed that in this in this political season, this momentum of 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 angst and actually of fear and and real anger. And it has almost gotten to the point of 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 I don't even like to say the word, but but almost hatred. And well, uh it's it's been you know we really have to watch and I, that you say energy is neutral. Sorry to just jump in there, but in that you sure. say energy is neutral, I I I sense from that that what you're saying is well, energy is just energy. It's what we do with it, and that's exactly. the intention, relation, momentum. What are exactly. you creating? Yeah, and we need we need to really not underestimate what has already been created. That's part of what I'm trying to say. For example, there was a news article the other day reporting on interviews with U.S. Muslims who said that they are more afraid now than they were after 9-11. Well, a functioning community needs to have community, community members that are not fearful, that are not afraid of what might happen to them, but that feel that they can uh, function and contribute from a positive perspective. Whatever choices they make, we, we, we make different choices. And perhaps this is a good time, Steve, to just comment that all of us, every single one of us, is participating. Participating yes. just doesn't just mean voting or doing some kind of political action. We participate by not engaging. We participate by engaging. So every, every thought that we have right now has some impact on the the uh, election climate. Indeed, and that vote is just one aspect of it. Energy is everywhere. Everything is energy. So the energy you put into every choice you make is actually contributing to that whole. So we're going to go to a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about about what to watch out for. You know, how do you sort of self observe, self correct? You know, how do we sort of plot our way when we get back with the Dr. Pat show.
to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. I am so thrilled to be talking to all of you. We have got Talk Radio for all of us. Are you ready and willing and able to accept all of the abundance you can muster up in your life? Check us out at drpatshow.com, transformationtalkradio.com, transformationradio.fm. Song of the Heart, Walking the Path of Light, from author and healer Francine Vale is available now. Through Francine's life story, we learn how imperative it is to love one another. Once this simple truth is learned, peace on earth will prevail. Song of the Heart is a life lived and a story told for this purpose. To learn more about Francine and her amazing gifts, or to order your copy of the book today, visit angelsandlightbeings.com. Are you ready to thread your life with intuition? Intuit Apparel can help you do just that. This is not just about a piece of clothing. This is about a movement, an awakening, and staying centered in life. Your life. Intuitive and host of the radio show, Get Into It, Lynn Brown, was given this image with the intention of a clothing line designed to represent the essence of life itself. Visit IntuitApparel.com now and wear your intuition with pride. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. A word of caution, if you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. Sky Siegel co-hosts one of today's most popular psychic shows, Angels and Answers, with Artie Hoffman as she communicates healing messages from the spirit world. These messages can be astounding, enlightening, and life-changing. Born with the God-given talent of inner guidance and the amazing ability to heal, Sky has healed thousands of people. Schedule a reading with Sky now. Call 908-500-1474 and visit skyofangels.com. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. My name is Steve Kramer, and I am filling in for Dr. Pat today. I am one of the co-hosts of Spirit Fire Radio. Check us out on Transformation Talk Radio. And I'm joined with Dr. Dorothy Riddle. Dorothy, we jumped right into talking about this election year. It's such a hot topic. We just couldn't sort of restrain ourselves. We didn't even get a chance to to let the listeners know a bit about you. You've got really such an exciting uh thing going on. Can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Sure. I'm happy to do so, Steve. Thanks. Um, I just want to mention two things because we have so much that we want to cover in this hour. Um, I am an author of a a trilogy, Enough for Us All. Um, The first book is on principles of abundance for the cosmic citizen. 
the second, positive harmlessness in practice, and the third, moving beyond duality. And more inf- you can find out more information at enoughforusall.com. I'm also the chair of the board of directors for the School for Esoteric Studies, um, and anyone that wants more information about that school can find it at esotericstudies.net. Um, so, Steve, I'd like to start this segment off uh, with a quote that I've found very challenging. Do you mind? No, I'd love it. Okay. So I've been politically active uh, most of my life. I've been involved in a number of uh, uh, social change issues. And when I step back to reflect from, an, from a spiritual perspective, uh, one of the quotes that I think about, and people that are familiar with the Alice Bailey writings, the blue books from there, is uh, that the person, the, 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 the spiritual person, takes no side, demonstrates no partisan spirit, foments no political or religious disturbance, and feeds no hatred. Well, I find that difficult to put together with uh, the, the positions that I've taken over the years. And so in reflecting on it, I think what this particular quote is getting at is not that we should be indifferent to what's going on, but that we need to always keep in mind the importance of generating goodwill and cooperation. And so what that brings to mind for me uh, is, for example, MAD, Mothers Against Drunk Driving. And I've, I've always been impressed by the fact that it's not mothers against drunk drivers. In other words, it's not against the person. It's against the action, mothers mm-hmm. against drunk driving. And so I think that's, for me, one of the keys is that we speak with honor about each other, but that we can have a uh, very intense debate about actions, their consequences, and the underlying values. I love that, because who actually wouldn't be against drunk driving? You can you can sort of feel into that, that uh, we might know uh, somebody who was a drunk driver at one point, and we might sort of start to jockey around this idea and, and sort of um, wanting to... Uh, I don't know, wanting to create some defense or something. So you can see the drunk driving. I love that. Um, and there was so much in that quote about um, about sort of not feeding something, you know, or creating a disturbance. So so it goes back to this idea of participation and what are we participating in? I love that you said that participation is not just going to the voting booth and casting a vote, but it's really participating in the whole process. And what are you actually, um, what are you actually sort of um, supplying? And how are you cooperating with this whole process? I mean, all of us have been at a table, you know, for instance, thank goodness the election is before Thanksgiving because, you know, you get a whole big family or group of people together that have very different views or perhaps you've been at the workplace and you're in a break room and somebody's got ideas. Well, you know, you have to really know yourself well to not create a disturbance or to not feed a hatred or or be implicit in s- sort of creating a separatist energetic 
You know, so you have to constantly be asking yourself, how am I contributing not only to this election, but how am I contributing to conversations about the election, to the whole process and to the the energy surrounding it? So we really need to to, you know, get to know ourselves, really um, know our belief systems and at the same time, really stay informed so that we can respond from a place of knowing and not from a place of reacting. You know, I find that's very important. That idea of, of response versus reaction kind of kind of helps us with that not creating a disturbance and not feeding, uh, not being a, a part of the problem. And I agree. And I think uh, one of the things that uh, is not always valued but is so critical is respecting different perspectives. If everybody, I have to tell you that, of course, there's times when I think I'm right. Uh, but if everybody thought exactly the way I did, uh, it would be a very dull world. And I find that the more that I talk with people, the more that I engage with people um, who may have quite different perspectives on, from myself, my world becomes richer. My view of life becomes richer. Not that I necessarily agree but I can feel myself into different perspectives and, and come to understand why they might hold that particular perspective. And I want to just mention here, Steve, one of the things that, uh, that I think is, is critical to keep in mind, and that is the danger of either-or thinking, the danger yes. of t- making an issue into only two parts. That's actually what my third book, Moving Beyond Duality, was all about, because I believe very strongly that either-or thinking is what holds violence in place. It is Mm. when you objectify the other, when you see yourself as disconnected from the other, that you can then be violent towards them. And it's so important that we remember that our, our world is actually not dualistic. It's much more complex and beautiful than that. Uh, there are continuums of experience, continuums of value, uh, and it's important to to remember those nuances because that's what helps us relate to each other in a constructive and hopeful way. Well, isn't it also so what's so unique about America? We see so many different cultures. There's so much strength in our diversity. We hear that all the time. Mm-hmm. The universe is so diverse. This earth is so diverse. Consciousness really revels in diversity. And why? Because diversity creates choices. And then choices create refinement. So, you know, we have to learn to cooperate. We have to learn to adapt. And that is really, you know, that's, that's a huge part of evolution is this adaptability. And it can actually be fun. You know, we have to sort of try to make, make, it, make it a little bit of a fun and a learning experience. You know, can I be um, – can I challenge myself to disagree while maintaining appreciation for somebody else's point of view? You know, I find appreciation to be – Wow, what a word. You know, can I find appreciation in some aspect of somebody's point of view? And if not an aspect of the view itself, but can I just appreciate that they have a point of view? Mm-hmm. And that's actually the basis. Uh, that perspective is the basis for what to me is a very wonderful process uh, that we call appreciative inquiry. 
and it's been used to uh, in a number of different settings to help people coming from different religious or different uh, economic um, or different life experience uh, perspectives to listen carefully to each other uh, to understand where the other person is coming from. Again, not with the idea that you necessarily agree or have the same experience, but that you can understand why they might be saying or feeling the way that they do. Because every, my personal feeling is that every single person in the United States has uh, an important contribution to make in terms Absolutely. of their particular experience and their particular perspective. I may not like the way in which they voice it. I may not like the language that they use. I may not like the implications that they draw from uh, the positions that they articulate. But I need to listen carefully for that kernel of what it is about that experience that needs to be uh, honored and respected and addressed. Mm, wonderful. It's a wonderful way to sort of generate some good heart chakra energy. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and I also find that a sense of wonder and a sense of curiosity helps. You know, if you can, you know, who who really wants to go to Butterfly World and have it all be monarch butterflies? You know, you don't look at the sort of uh, – I can't even think of an, the, the, the emperor butterfly and say, well, why isn't that emperor butterfly a monarch butterfly? We, we can sort of approach somebody's point of view with uh, a curiosity. I find, and a sense of wonder, and and I find that helps. But but wow, it really is challenging. You know, it's challenging, especially when you bring up sort of you bring up uh, religious uh, points of view or different different religious traditions or different. And and whenever we bring in politics, because obviously there are belief systems and there are very there are structures around those belief systems. So it's a tricky game. So how do we maintain that? Um, you know, how do we maintain? Uh, an alignment. How do we maintain our 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 higher sense of self and interconnection? I'm going to say meditation. So we're going to go to a break, and I can't wait to talk about meditation when we get back because uh, certainly it's a tool to be used during these times. <laughs> we'll be right back after this break. This is Leslie Fontaine, and my show is Sheer Alchemy on TransformationTalkRadio.com. When we're bogged down with our emotions, the hardships that plague us in our relationships, at work, our finances, we literally can't see the higher plane where we could be operating from. Tune in to Leslie Fontaine, Sheer Alchemy on TransformationTalkRadio.com. If you're one of the millions of Americans suffering from anxiety, you probably know how powerless and out of control this emotion can make you feel. This is why it is so important to remember that anxiety is created by your mind, which means that you can learn to use your mind to uncreate it. 
Hello, my name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. My award-winning book, The Fear and Anxiety Solution, provides you with a step-by-step -step breakthrough process to understand and resolve the root causes of your anxiety and build a solid foundation of confidence and inner peace. If you are ready to take your power back, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com. That's thefearandanxietysolution.com or call 866-903-6463. That's 866-903-MIND. Brand consultant Jen Morgan is here with Radically Distinct Radio to help you take control of your future and maximize your brand's power to produce results. Whether you're an individual trying to reinvent yourself and launch a new venture, or you're an executive trying to reposition your company to modernize your sales and marketing programs, Jen Morgan and the RAD Method empower you to play to your strengths and show up in the world as your most powerful brand. To learn more, go to jenmorgan.com, that's Jen with two N's, morgan.com, or call 206 would you like to experience life-transforming adventures in personal expansion and world service? If you do, tune in to learn about magical innate abilities that you can develop and use to make your dreams come true. Joy Elaine is author of The Joy Chronicles, and she's inviting you and millions of others to join her in working with galactic masters, angels, and the Ashtar Command as they assist humanity and planet Earth to achieve their ultimate destination of ascension. For more information about this upcoming event and broadcast, visit joyelaine.com. That's joy, E-L-A-I-N-E, dot com. What if your body and mind were the compasses to the secrets, mysteries, and magic of life? Glenna Rice, co-host of The Questionable Parent, is inviting you to access all that is possible. Glenna is a 10-year certified veteran access consciousness facilitator who offers an amazing variety of life-changing classes and workshops. Work with Glenna from anywhere with teleclasses and workshops all over the globe. To learn more and see Glenna's current schedule of events, classes, and workshops, visit GlennaRice.com. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. I am Steve Kramer. I'm joined with Dr. Dorothy Riddle today. I'm filling in for Dr. Pat, and we have had such a great conversation. I hope it's been helpful to listeners. We're talking about how to maintain a spiritual vibe during this election season. Uh, it has been quite an election season, uh, really intense. And we've been talking about ways to be a cooperative component. We've been talking about ways to really tap into your higher self and make sure that you don't sort of get split during this election season, that it doesn't wear you down and you feel like, oh, just forget it. I am through too much anger, too much hatred, <laughs> that it's just really been too much. And, you know, there are tools one can use. So 
I am a co-host of Spirit Fire Radio. We talk about meditation quite a bit uh, on that show. The practice of living awareness is Spirit Fire's own meditation practice. And I love that those two words joined together, living awareness, because so many people think when they think of meditation, they think of sort of this time to be sequestered on a meditation mat. And some people even think of it as a time to check out. It's like a sort of a time to just let go of the world around them. I see it as the contrary, that it's actually a time to check in. It's actually a time to become aware, aware of how you're feeling, aware of your thoughts, training the mind. And so meditation can be used uh, as a tool when we find ourselves in an environment that's got a propensity for a sort of us versus them mentality. Anytime we engage politics, my goodness, you know, every day we've got a new poll that says, how are they doing versus us? And or, how are we doing versus them? And you've got to choose a side and who are you voting for? It can be very stressful. Uh, meditation is a wonderful way to sort of help with that. Um, I would love to talk a little bit. Dorothy, I hope you don't mind that I'm just going to sort of talk a little bit about, about meditation. Is that okay? That's sure, but then, that's great, Steve, but then I'm going to jump in. You Go jump ahead. right in. Well, what I'd love to just talk about is neuroplasticity. So that word sounds uh, pretty uh, clinical, but really it's it's your physiological evolution. It is the fact that your brain is constantly changing. It was thought one time that you you once you created your your brain was sort of static that that thoughts went into it and the capacity of your brain to change was very limited and we are discovering that that's not at all true in fact it's quite the opposite that the brain is constantly changing it is constantly adapting so when we meditate we're actually engaging a part of the brain called the prefrontal cortex and that is the area of the brain that has to do with planning with problem solving but also with emotional regulation. So here you go, planning, problem solving. That all sounds like cooperation, which is what we've been talking about a lot on the show so far. So it also engages these, uh, allows us to experience the feeling of empathy. So that is this relationship of, of how do I relate to others and how do they relate to me? And it allows for you to sort of create bridges that is empathy, seeing myself in another and and being able to sort of accept that within my own world without feeling stress or feeling anger. So it, it really helps to sort of um, keep in check that us versus them mentality. Dorothy, jump yeah. right in. I would like to add, you know, uh, meditation has gotten uh, associated in some contexts with relaxation, uh, with a release of tension, those kinds of things. And certainly a meditative attitude uh, uh, or practice can help with that. But from a spiritual perspective, what I would like to emphasize is that uh, the practice of meditation is a training in order to be able to experience, participate in, and use energy without distortion um, and and to do it uh, in a way that contributes to the best possible outcome for the whole. So actually, uh, to me, meditation becomes, once we get experience with it, it becomes a way of life that is 24 hours. 
I don't have I don't need to have a particular time that I go and I sit in the lotus position or whatever to meditate. What I want to be doing is to hold that connection to the whole that you're talking about, the uh, that detachment from trying to force other people to be a particular way, but to be a clear channel for the energy that moves all of us forward constructively in community. And I'd like mm-hmm. to just underscore that the most crippling emotion is fear. It makes right. us tense up, pull in, and really disconnect from this whole uh, uh, connectivity and energy flow. And so my experience is that if one maintains a meditative stance all day long, that fear cannot touch you. It's not, it doesn't resonate with your energy field. Uh, it may be felt by others, it may be around you, and you can do something about that, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But the main thing is that you are staying centered, you are staying, uh, you are connecting with compassion you are connecting with empathy. You are connecting in a hopeful way that builds our community. Well, and I might just add not to go back to the science and the, and the physiology too much, but there is a decrease in the gray matter in the area of the brain that controls our fight or flight center. So our fight or flight center is our fearful and sort of that is the the seed of our fearful and anxious emotions. So as we are in meditation, we are actually decreasing the the gray matter. So the potential for the brain to constantly go back to that as an emotion. And we're actually opening up the areas of the brain that are more cooperative, that are more empathetic, and that are calming. So it's sort of the parasympathetic versus the sympathetic nervous system. And so it's as simple as it comes back again a bit to that intention, relation, and momentum. Something listeners can do is just simply take a long, slow, deep breath. And that is meditative to pause, to create space. You know, when we're meditating, we're creating space in the mind. I love that you said this word distortions, clearing distortions, because we're actually also stimulating the parts of the brain that bring clarity to the mind. So where there is clarity, there is not distortion. And so if we're in a room full of people and we're finding we're at odds with their sort of political views, we're watching the debate tomorrow night with somebody that just doesn't agree with us, a simple smile, the intention of goodwill, the intention of appreciation, a smile and a long, slow, deep breath When we elongate and exhale, it actually stimulates the parasympathetic nervous system, which is that calming rest and digest aspect, and that creates space. So simply a long, slow, deep breath, a smile, set that intention, and notice. Notice the feeling you've generated, and that will inevitably, even just in that moment, create the energetic of goodwill. That, again, is intention, relation, momentum. There you have it. So in a sense, you are contributing to to that sense and spirit of goodwill just by simply taking a long, slow, deep breath and setting the intention of goodwill with a smile. It can be that simple. Okay, uh, but I want to add something uh, before we go too far down this direction about what happens with energy. Um, I'm sorry? Or light. About yes. 
because uh, some people think that just sending out love to the world is going to take care of everything, and it does not. Because when you send, you send love, you're sending energy, and that energy can then be used by the other party in whatever way they choose. So you need to be careful about what you do uh, with that energy projection. Now, you can, there are things that you can do. For example, you can surround the whole voting process with white light. You can think about the voting uh, polling places in your community, and you can visually cleanse them of fear energy and fill them with white light. But you're not forcing somebody to go a particular direction, but you are providing them with, with the possibility of being uh, clear in their intention. But please right. don't uh, oversimplify and think, if I just love everybody, everything will be fine. Right, right. And boy, talk about um, uh, a distortion there. I mean, we really want, but it, it's really about staying centered. It's really well, about staying in alignment. Okay, but it's, it's about one other thing, Steve, that I think is important to keep in mind. And that is, at least 95% of us carry implicit biases from all the media, from all our social interactions. And we're not even aware of those either-or distinctions that we're making. We're not even aware of the ways in which we uh, uh, depersonalize others, the way in which we have these small ways of being violent towards each other. So we have a lot of of growing together still to do as a human family, Uh, but keeping aligned yourself managing your own energy field, not putting psychic pollution out there. You know, if I'm angry, I can't just splatter it all over everybody. <laughs> but taking, taking responsibility for the fact that we are energetic beings and that the mental plane of that energy needs to be more complex than either or thinking. I love that. We're going to go to a break. When we come back, I want to talk about that, the mental field, the mental plane, and some of these thought forms that are out there. So when we get back, let's talk a little bit about um, about our participation in that. You know, We want to be part of the solution. So we'll talk about ways to do that after this break. Just like my daddy used to say. What is a brilliant culture, and how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you design a culture that is authentic, innovative, and successful. Learn how to create change with Cultural Brilliance Radio, the DNA of organizational excellence and Claudette Rowley. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit ClaudetteRowley.com. 
Ari Hoffman is the hottest psychic with the warmest heart and the host of the hit show Angels and Answers. A renowned psychic, medium, spiritual life coach, and an entertaining motivational speaker, Ari has helped over 15,000 people with his amazing intuitive gifts, his passion, and his humor. Call 877-ANGEL-02 to schedule a personal reading or to have your own psychic Artie party. That's 877-ANGEL-02. And visit ArtieHoffman.com and Angels and Answers on Facebook. The earth is an ever-changing being. Goddess Light, shamanic healer, Bree Gibbs, guides us through the ascending worlds and brings forth knowledge and truth. As a light creator, she is here to provide new information needed at this time in our evolution. Join Bree as she shares messages from guides, spirits, ascended masters, goddesses, and others. Tune in Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific and Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific for the Silver Gaia Show and live the authentic life. In retirement, will you have enough money to live life on your terms? Everyone has retirement questions, so ask Prize Financial Advisor Jeff Packman about the new Confident Retirement Approach. You and Jeff can break down retirement planning step-by-step to get the real answers you need. Call Jeff Packman, Financial Advisor, today at 425-453-0272. Office is located at 601 108th Avenue Northeast, Suite 1800, Bellevue, Washington, 98004. The Competent Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., member of FINRA and SIPC. Beyond being this amazing neurologist, inventor, author, Dr. Dan Cohen has been called to look at technology and look at personal and spiritual development and merge these together as technology uses the healing and psycho-spiritual effects of synchronized sounds, vibrations, electromagnetic fields, and how that interacts with us in our nervous system in what we're calling the Soltec Chair. The Soltech Lounge induces profound levels of relaxation that transition over time into deep meditative states. The synchronized sound vibration and magnetic field induce these states. The subject doesn't have to work at it. To learn more, go to soltechwellbeing.com. That's S-O-L-T-E-C, well-being. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. I am Steve Kramer filling in for Dr. Pat, and I'm here with Dorothy Riddle. We are talking about maintaining a spiritual posture throughout this election season. And I'd love to use the last segment, and I know uh, Dorothy's got some wonderful ideas about ways, practical ways, uh, that we can be engaged in the election process. Dorothy, I want to mention again to the listeners, just so they know uh, a little bit about your books, because when I say the word practical, I think of these books – Dorothy is the author of a series of books, three volumes um, entitled "Enough for Us All." Is the in, is all three uh, all three together? And enoughforusall.com is the website. I love these books. It is 
such a practical take on spirituality. There are exercises throughout the book. And and so I love when we were preparing for this show, you know, you just came right to the table with all of these sort of practical ways that we can participate. Earlier, you said responsibility. You know, I, I love that word responsibility because it's the ability to respond. You know, isn't that our day? We We wake up and we just simply respond to stimuli. So how do we do that? How do we do that in a manner that is uh, supporting the greater good of all beings? You know, you kind of have to ask yourself in every instance, are these words, are these actions supporting the greater good of all beings? And and are they harmless? Are they kind? Are they gentle? I know those are those are three words I use personally a lot of times. You know, is this kind? Is this harmless? Is this gentle? Um, Dorothy, so so let's go right into it. You know, how can okay. our listeners engage? How can they be a part of the solution? Okay. So I think the, the critical piece is to step back from the issue of candidate choice and and think about the election process as a whole, which is a very important part of democracy. So how do we support that component of community building? Well, one of the things that each of us can do is in our community there are ways to volunteer uh, on election day. You can volunteer as a poll worker. You can volunteer as a monitor. I've gone through several states. Uh, each one does it slightly differently, but you will find online uh, lots of opportunities to volunteer and support that process. Another thing that you can do is volunteer to drive people to the polls, regardless of their party affiliation or, or uh, who you think they might vote for. But just get people to participate in this critical community-building process. Another thing that you can do uh, is to develop a, li- a list of questions for people in your community to reflect on. Now, there are groups that, you know, that have questions about people's stance on different issues, uh, like the League of Women Voters, other groups like that put those lists out. What I'm talking about is a different kind of list. Uh, and it can be just a couple of questions to help people reflect on the values of each candidate, because it's those values that will drive their future decisions. And that's what you really want, is somebody uh, where you feel that there's some commonality in terms of the values that will uh, that they will draw on in order to, uh, to make a choice. So the key here is to, uh, to engage in a way where your vision is to strengthen community as opposed to ensure that one particular candidate uh, is the one that is elected. That's a personal choice that you can make, and that's important. It's important for you to vote with intention, to know why it is that you're selecting particular candidates and why you think that this candidate is the one that will uh, work with others to build community, to generate hope. Uh, but, but in a larger sense, I think it's critical, Steve, that we think about how we participate as citizens, as productive members of our community, uh, to build community engagement. Indeed. And, uh, you know, that seeing ourselves in others, it, it, it helps so much along the way. 
this this idea of of party affiliation and really trying to go beyond that. I love your words about building a vision for community because this really is a community process, you know, on on so many levels. And we're not just voting for a president here. We are voting, you know, there are many, many, many people being elected here. So really going into the polling booth with uh, with an intention for goodwill. You know, here's so many people during this election season sort of saying that they are voting against somebody. So we really want to watch out for that, you know, that that we're not casting a vote with the energetic of 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 uh, of sort of a, a separation, you know, an energy that is is not inclusive, but sort of finding the qualities we like in in a candidate and sort of honing in in that and and voting with that intention, voting with that energetic. It reminds me of the end of the last debate. I thought it was so amazing when one person asked uh, each of the two candidates if they could find something that they like about the other, that they respect. I don't remember the exact words. But what was so interesting is within – the candidates chose something that was dear to their heart, that they found as a quality within the other person. And you notice the whole energy of the room just shift. I know me. I sort of just took an, a beautiful exhale like – Oh my goodness, here we get just a little breadcrumb of goodness. And it was lovely to hear them sort of speak about about what they saw and what they respected in each other. So, you know, if we could just sort of hold that vibration of of looking for uh you know, looking for the good, looking for the good in the process and looking for the good in the other, it will take us a long way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the uh the language that we use around this is, is also important because Words have power. If we say something like, I'm afraid so-and-so is going to get elected or I'm right. afraid, what we're putting out is fear energy. If we yeah. say instead, I'm going to make sure that as many people uh, vote as possible and I'm, going to, and I'm going to trust that if that happens, that if everybody votes, that whatever is in our best interest is, is going to happen. Uh, that's, a, that's a different perspective. Now, having said that, Steve, I do feel uh, having just, I'm a dual citizen. I will be voting. Actually, I voted yesterday uh, in the U.S. election in in Washington State, which is uh, my residence, my residence. But I'm also a citizen of Canada. And so I voted in the last election in Canada. And for that election, strategic voting was very important because, again, thinking about what is, for the good of the whole, how can we achieve that? And so if you vote strategically, thinking about that from a positive perspective, not that I'm voting against somebody, but I am voting strategically because I believe that this is what will move us forward as a whole, as a community. This is what will be in the best interest of the most, uh, the most people. Mm, beautifully said. Is it for the greater good of all beings? Ask yourself that question. So listeners, I hope it was helpful. I hope that you can tune in to the debate tomorrow, that you can be a part of the political process in every way and contribute to the greater good of all beings. Humanity needs it. <laughs> We're counting on you. Dorothy, it's really enjoyed our time together as I always enjoy our conversations together. And thank you for having me, Steve. Wonderful. Uh, Dr. Pat, we'll be back. It's been great to be here here with you. Uh, We'll see you next time. Thanks so much. 